0: Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to The Story. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, but before we get into that, if you really want to support the show, please check out our shop. We have stickers here, and we have shirts and hoodies with the first 50 guests on the back. Today, I have on Mr. Don Grabowski. Don lives below Elizabethtown and has lived in Lancaster County all of his life. He has been a public school and university music educator for 33 years until 2013. Don was the director of bass studies at Millersville University for 18 years and has been an active bassist in jazz, symphonic, and chamber music. And as Hempfield High School director of orchestras, his orchestras were selected to perform at the PA Music Educators Conference twice and is in his 13th year as adjudicator for music in the parks or festivals of music and has traveled and performed in parts of Austria, Germany, and Hungary. And since 2005, is a member of the of Allegro, the Chamber Orchestra of Lancaster. He has performed with other varied chamber music events, such as the Lancaster Opera Workshop and various jazz and rock ensembles. He has been found playing bass in the Hershey Theater Orchestra for traveling Broadway shows for stars like Jim Brickman, John Blake, and at the Amusing American Music Theater for Don Rickles, Frankie Avalon, and Bobby Rydell. He is currently one of the bass players for LCBC Church, serving numerous area campuses. Don is the founder and owner of the online company Musicians Practice Glove. This is a glove for musicians who play under unique conditions and circumstances sold on Amazon Worldwide, Walmart, and Sweetwater Music. He has also been treasurer and board member of NAMI Lancaster County, PA, for six years and served as a family-to-family teacher with his wife, Don also has been a member of Elizabethtown Rotary Club for over eight years and is the past president from 2020 to 2021. Don and his wife have three grown boys and two grandchildren. You can find Don's work at his website, MusiciansLive.org, or his link tree, which is Musicians Practice Glove. Don, how are you doing today? I'm just great. Thanks, Corey. So I'm curious. You, that's, a, that's a long resume. Sorry. That's okay. No, no, that's totally fine. That's great. for. Uh, that's great. I'm curious, what started it all as a kid? What got you inspired uh, by music? What Was it an album? Was it your parents that just had a guitar around, or what was it? Well, I'm one of nine children. Mm. I have five older brothers,
1: and three of them started a garage band, rock band. You know, Back in the days, if you owned a set of drums, you could be in a band no matter how you played. And you usually hosted the rehearsals at your house, Mm -hmm. if if your parents could stand it. But um, my my three brothers formed the Rivals, and any listeners out there might remember them from the mid-60s, and they even cut a record. And I was just so impressed with that as a kid, so I wanted to learn guitar. Mm -hmm. So first grade, second grade, I asked my older brother, can you show me some things I want to play too? And uh, and sure enough, you know, he showed me some chords. I picked it up quick. I started playing along with Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah. and learned the chords to Lodi just about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, stuck in Lodi. So, so that was just totally impressive to me. So they said, Donnie, they called me as a kid, we want you to come up on stage with us. We're playing at Liberty Fire Hall in New Holland. And this is now, I'm I'm what uh, I'm eight years old. So this is now like 1966. Wow. So they uh, they have me come out on stage. I come out all nervous, right? You know, <laughs> and everybody's pointing and laughing, look how cute, and all that. You know, it, it was just a you know a feature just to lighten up things. And you know, those were the days where the only music you could enjoy was either if you owned records. Uh, if your parents let you have records or mm-hmm. if you could afford them or you'd go you know to the dance the local dances high school age dances and and that was the the source of of music so uh, huge crowds would come to these things and uh and so the r- rivals were pretty pretty successful for their day uh th- and so I got to play guitar live th- that song low die and and that that was those were the days when claire brothers everybody mm. knows that iconic name uh started with just a, a sure vocal master system with just the 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 amp head with maybe eight inputs huge and two <laughs> a, a column you know two columns one on each side and and, uh, and so our family has got to know got to know the clare's quite well and and, uh, and like my brother bought one of their uh vans a jeep van from them or a Corv- <coughs> corvair van i think so those were the days of of you know early clairs and and Rivals. So so that that was my start with music and then uh played saxophone in fourth grade mm-hmm. while playing guitar and you know played in went through the band program, chorus and very active in the music department. And and in fact, the only the only class I, I ever misbehaved in, <clears throat> excuse me. It was music class. It, it, really? it was, It's the only time I ever got paddled. <laughs> and people was like, "What? You know, because I, I I've taught music for thirty three years, so yeah." And I, I was just trying to be funny and cool with my friends. Right, and of course. So I was told to. You need to stand over here. I was like seventh grade, maybe. Yep, and then I was playing with the light switch. I I was just oh my goodness! I I was just really, <laughs> very naughty. Just for a period of time, you know, kids do you that do stuff. That,
2: yeah. Oh.
1: And then, uh, yeah, so the teacher wasn't going to take any more, and I totally deserved it. All right, so so through then, um, by eighth grade, uh, playing guitar along with records, and oh, I love this, I love this, and then I got together with some friends talking about, let's form a band, but they all played guitar. Oh, so, no. So, uh, okay, somebody has to play bass. We have a drummer, we have a sax player, we have a trumpet, we have a trombonist, we wanted to do Chicago, mm, songs mm-hmm. by Chicago, so... I said, all right, I'll play the bass. So eighth grade, I grabbed a bass guitar, bought a cheapo thing at the local music store, and then uh, started to learn bass. And uh, we, we did Beginnings by Chicago, which mm. was quite, quite an aggressive thing to try to start with. But we, we pulled it off at our um, end-of-the-year talent show in eighth grade. So that was my start. So by then, by sophomore year of high school, I decided uh, I think I want to make a career of music and in, uh, my, I had my brother by my junior year as my chorus director, music theory teacher. He had just graduated from Westchester University. Wow. And, uh, and so he, he was a great mentor and, and, and an excellent teacher. Everybody loved him. He was there for two years, the two years I was there, as it turned out. So then uh, I found a local teacher, Wes Fisher. A lot of musicians in the area know that name. And Wes was just a, a fabulous teacher to get me oriented to, to the double bass, classical literature, solo literature and, and techniques and everything while I was playing bass guitar and always having a foot in each side, you know, the classical and then the pop culture stuff. And so, yeah, so then uh, decided to major in music. And Westchester University was was the choice. I had descended a couple of others, and just Westchester seemed like the fit, very, very fine music department. i say
0: they have one of the better ones, right? For sure. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you basically can get um, a conservatory training, you know, I'm not going to say it's on the level of, you know, the big names, Juilliard uh, and, you know, and uh, Eastman and but that definitely was a great choice because I'm one of nine kids, and my mother was filling out um, forms, you know, for government, you know, right, assistance, right. you know, all of, you know, student loans, student grants, and so that was the way I was able to, to hit, you know, to go through college. I paid for my lessons myself, $5 a half hour, wow. and uh, yeah, <laughs> This was back, you know, what was it, nineteen seventy-three? I guess still around, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm that old, uh, you know. Um, but uh, but then th- those lessons were what really you know got me uh, going. And then I you know I, I, I was successful as a bass major, even a, a voice major. I, I I did that. So I was a, a double major, and mm-hmm. and halfway through college, and I decided just to go th- just to throw myself fully into bass. So that's. My musical start.
0: Well, there you go. So I'm curious, what was it like uh, as a kid to come? And uh, it sounds like you you guys didn't have much sibling rivalry as much. Uh,
1: the but fact was, that we could get along. get
0: along, yeah. And <laughs> you asked your brother, hey, can I, can you teach me guitar? And he's like, get out of here, you know?
1: <laughs> no, he, he was a, a great brother. My brother, Joe. And uh, he's the one that got me going. I'm getting a little bro- choked up just thinking about him because he's right now not in a good place. Uh, mm. be- me- mental health you know, hit, hit him. It's been pretty pretty rampant in my family, and uh, unfortunately, just it's the genes that get passed down. Yeah. But but he, you know, a great musician, and uh, and so you know, so. Well, yeah, we pretty much got along as kids. You know, the usual rival, Right. You know. Pinning one down and you know, say say uncle kind of right, stuff. Right, you know? right, of course. <laughs> yeah, naturally.
0: So, but what was it like as kids to uh, put together a band, and then how did you guys? Did you? I guess you guys didn't go gigging around. It was more just uh, high school dances or something like that.
1: Right, or? right, yeah. So we did uh, pretty much like uh, someone would have a party, mm. and then hey, we'd like you guys to play at our party. You know, like in someone's private home. Uh, you know, sometimes they had uh, okay. Like Rich Landis was the the keyboard player. He had a far farfisa organ, and uh, you know that, that that's a name from the past of music equipment. <clears throat> and uh, he had they had a farm, and then they had a barn. So the barn was the instant venue for mm-hmm. the the show. We didn't call it a show. We just said we're gonna play. And everybody, come on, and we can dance, you can listen, whatever. We started getting into all kinds of more experimental music, you know. And, of course, we did Chicago. We did, you know, one is the loneliest number yeah. that you ever knew. And that's, um, you know, Three Dog Night and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. We even did some Rolling Stones. And I shudder when I think we did Sympathy for the Devil. It's like,
2: oh, oh,
1: why did we do that? Well, you know, I had to kind of, you know— certain member of the band you know thought that that was cool we want to be cool yeah mm-hmm. but then things kind of escalated uh when uh a, a, attending uh, a church in lancaster and this one organist named vince DeCola was was there and i was so blown away with his talent i had to go up and talk to him he, i knew he was about my age he went i was going to a lancaster catholic high school and he uh Said, yeah, you know, I, I really love playing like uh, Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer, and 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 um, oh, uh, oh, what's the oh? And yes, you, you know, you know, really progressive prog rock, we mm-hmm. call it progressive, rock. <laughs> and then uh, and that was sort of in its infancy, but also you know pop culture rock, you know, and you know commercial music, and you know, let's form a cover band. So we right. did. <laughs> And Jerry Reeser was was a uh, singer in that, and, and in fact, he and I serve at LCBC. He's mm-hmm. he's a great uh, keyboard player. So so we had a band called Blue Water Band, and by then the drummer was also. Uh, uh, they their family owned a mill, a big big area, for a dance and for a show and for a party and that kind of thing. You know, so that, that's how we're able to to get things going. So. This guy Vince Cola went on. He moved to the West Coast and became very, very popular. And back in, I don't know. I'm just going to guess the early '90s. Uh, he he wrote the score for Rocky Three. What? So
0: yeah, he. That's how he, I knew yeah, that name. Oh my gosh! You you, you know that name? <laughs> I, really? Well, yeah, because I, I I love listening to scores. Get um, out. And, yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, that rings a bell.
1: <laughs> so he got to work, you know, with of course Frank Stallone, and and oh, then that's um, so cool. And Frank's brother, uh, wait, Sil- wait, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Star- brother, right, right, right. Frank Stallone, yeah. And Frank Stallone is Sylvester's brother, mm-hmm. who was who was really a singer, and 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 so Vince wrote like one or two songs, or co-wrote, you know, was all part of that, and some really cool stuff like the the training montage, oh, and and so. Cool. And so uh, so just just while we're on Vince De Cole, I know a lot of people in Lancaster know that name big time. So he and I connected when I uh, took the position at Hempfield High School and we had him come as um an artist in residence and you know we did some of his originals and I, I re-rescored uh one of his orchestral works and uh and we performed that and then we uh, in another one of his works, beautiful lush string thing with piano. Solo and then the, uh, another part of, of the weekend event. So that we had a Sunday concert, our, our regular Hempfield High School orchestra concert. Then, fri- but Friday night previous, we put together a band and rehearsed like crazy. My, my brother, my sister, vocals, um, Dick Ranke, uh, lead vocal, a, a really big name in the music scene in Lancaster. You know, this is going back like to the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm and and, uh, and and we did some of Vince's stuff from Rocky 3 and so we did some other stuff and, and and Vince like wrote this great arrangement of Beatles a day in the life you know uh, t- t- tunes like that. So that that those are just some really neat neat memories so that was sort of the sp- spin off much later of our early days as kids in
0: high school right yeah, that that's that's wild to me that you, your first stage performance was at 8 years old I get, was it with a full-size electric oh, guitar? Oh, no. I, I had okay. a,
1: a, a little like three-quarter size electric. It was a, a knockoff of a Fender Telecaster. And I still remember the brand name. It was Winston. Winston. i never heard of that one. Go figure that one out. All yeah, right. If you have a Winston guitar out there, I would love, love to see it. I might buy it from you just as a <laughs> memento of my first instrument. So I have no idea what happened to that instrument. Of course, I right. I, then, I then bought a. A Fender Jazz Bass by my uh, senior year of high school, and and that was you know it's a 1965 Fender Jazz Bass, Ugh. and mm-hmm. of course I had to sell it to, to to move up. So I thought back in the mid 90s to get my my current five string Tobias bass, which is my go to uh, bass guitar.
0: Awesome. So uh, for for college, what was what was some of your experiences with college, and uh, mm-hmm. how did that? shape you or mold you into the player you are today
1: sure so senior year high school i actually formed a band with my brother where we formed a a funk band together and this was now the mid-70s and disco and funky music earth wind and fire tower of power yeah then there's the more pop culture you know casey and the sunshine band get Mm. down tonight celebrate good times. Yeah, come on, you know, Cool in the Gang and, you know, all, all of those, you know, it's all about dancing, you know, and the band was called Orion. And, and a lot of people in Lancaster, you kind of know that name, Lancaster area, if, you know, if, if you're age 60 and above, probably can recall going to a dance, because we would do proms, we did, mm-hmm. the, you know, outdoor dances in the summer at the uh, Neffsville Park, Back in the mid '70s, and we, you know, we would play played the village a couple times, and uh, just various venues all all around the area. Did a, quite a bit of traveling too, you know. So, so those, but that was great training for me as a musician. So I did that my freshman and I think my sophomore year of college. So it, I I just had to step away from that. And the bar scene started to really be a drag. (laughs) So, and I was, I I was, uh, you know, really trying to stay founded in my faith at at that point, uh, especially senior of high school. But I just wanted to use my gifts, you know. And and and, uh, but I, it was, it was, it was time to just walk away from that scene. It it wasn't for me, right? And just get real serious about music education. Um, So, uh, so throughout. Of course, you know playing in the orchestra at Westchester, being in the concert choir and um and just being a whole uh immersed in the whole music world you know the the ear training uh and just really honing my skills, practicing hours on end in the practice room, double bass, piano there's you know piano requirements and and you know vocal uh things so so the school of music was was just really huge for me. And it just opened up a whole world of other musicians uh, like uh, Ken Levinsky, who's the son of Walt Levinsky, who was the uh, lead alto player on The Tonight Show back in, in the mid-70s, late late 70s, early 80s. That's incredible. And, yeah, and, and I met Ken at Lebanon Valley College when I went to a jazz camp, a summer jazz camp for a week when I was, a uh, think, a junior in high school. You know, I just thought, hey, summer, i, I got to do some music experiences and, uh, you know, and, and just meeting people like that. And and he ended up being the keyboard player in this funk band. And then he brought with him Steve Kalanuck, who was a great uh, saxophone player, and, and he was part of, of the band as well. But And they would travel from North Jersey down to play in our band. And we, you know, we had an aw- awesome lead singer and a drummer. They were both African-American, and just, we just had a feel and a groove. It was just so fun, you know. But uh, but yeah so so during that time then, of course, being in college, you know, you really need to focus on on that and, college. And, and yeah, <laughs> make, make that your focus. You're, you're, you know, you're you're there to uh, to. So by my senior year, I was uh, I was ready to you know settle down, met my wife uh, right around that time, and you know things you know progressed and engaged, married by December. Of 1980, and and that was when I had my first teaching job at uh, Lampeter Strasburg High School as choral director, just for a year. And but right about that time, I was interested in uh, possibly playing full time. So I was not sure if I wanted to teach full time. So during that first year, I took an audition. Uh, one of my oh, oh, when I was in 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 college, I was in the jazz band, the Criterion's. And it was quite an honor to be in that. I played bass from my freshman year to junior year, and, uh, and in fact, we just had our uh, a reunion concert just last night. It mm. just happens to be so. What today's the twenty second? Twenty second? Yeah, twenty yeah. yeah, second. Yeah. Yeah. So just last night, Thursday, July twenty one. We we rehearsed Wednesday afternoon, and then uh, most of the day Thursday, and we played some charts and uh, some. Uh, th- these guys are amazing players. The one guy is right on the level of Maynard Ferguson, and the drummer was really good, and there were two bass players, and we shared shared the, the charts. And, I mean, it was a heavy hidden band, and it was just huge and a you know, pretty sizable audience there at the Phillips Auditorium, if anybody knows the Westchester area, and, and it was an open concert to all, and, and that, that was such a great experience. Uh, p- playing with all of these monster musicians, it's just
2: Oh, this is just, wow, I love it. Yeah. So
1: I, I played upright on some tunes, you know, like the typical 40s swing kind of style, and then electric for like the funk stuff and popping and, you know, and so on. And But but back to college, this guy, Don New, uh, went to play with the Airmen of Note. Uh, it, it, what it is, it's the Air Force Jazz Band, mm. killer band. And in fact, a couple of other, other uh, musicians from... The Criterion's at Westchester uh, that went went to that band as well. I mean, that the Criterion started in the early '30s, so they were like one of the first, probably the first schools of music, or you know, music departments in, in that day uh, in the nation. Probably that started really uh, kick, kicking in. You know, the whole big band scene, the whole really? jazz scene. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that kind of helped put Westchester up up, up up front. Yeah, yeah, on the map with with, uh, you know getting you know hey let let's go with you know let's let's get current let's let's make this uh, uh, you know let's you know open up and and have a wider range of opportunities for our students and it's like so that's been kind of what they've done for years so high high regard for Westchester so I, I took the audition with the airmen of note that was a great I mean th- those are like the best players in the nation yeah, I just
0: want to say some of the military bands you if you it. haven't watched a military band routine do it, yeah. you're gonna enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, that I, I didn't make the you know
1: get the part, but just you know, preparing for it and, and, and oh. just that experience, yeah, being they, with them, so, someone else got it, yeah, and which was fine because yeah. I, I and it, that's all part of you know, you got to nudge a door and you know, and see, you know, give it a shot and mm-hmm. see, you know, just trying to figure out life and figure out what you know what your place is. And uh, but then I realized that I, I'm gonna stay in teaching, this, this is this is what I want to do. I i, I love sharing and, and, and touching the future <laughs> mm. there's all those sayings I touch right. the future I teach and those things, but it, it, it's true as corny as it sounds, and and just the the number of students that I know've I've had a, I've helped a little bit with getting them on the path in their life like I wanted to, to do and yeah, so then I went to uh, manham township, I was in the, uh, the, the cor- I did the chorus there, music theory and music electives, and but at the same time, I was doing elementary music. The orchestra, specifically strings, but also classroom, even like little kindergartners, I'd bring my guitar in and we'd do songs for the with the little kids. the kids loved it, and, yeah. and I, it was a great time, you know. And we were just married, and then we you know started having children, and you know, and then Manheim Township. Uh, I went from there. I decided to go all orchestra, and then I went up to near Harrisburg Central Dauphin School District where it was uh, middle school and elementary strings. And I did that for a good twelve years, and then um you know so so that's how my teaching career moved along so right around the end of that around nineteen ninety five was when I, I finished a master's degree uh as I wanted to pursue and I was at westchester in fact mm-hmm. wanted you know to pursue uh maybe the next level and then I was asked to come on board at Millersville uh to teach to be the instructor of bases instructor of base studies and there we we had bass guitar students coming in who who never played uh, classical orchestra mm. or anything like that, and that just opened up the world of, of orchestral music to them, and that just really really inspired me to see them start to love playing in an orchestra when all they've done was bass guitar up until then, and then the, the music industry studies was kind of what drew the bass guitar players to to Millersville to then give them a well-rounded uh, education in uh, in everything bass and just music in general. So I have high, high regard for Millersville University as well because during my time there, I saw the department the, uh, cool. churn out, how about produce, produce yeah. <laughs> some, some really excellent teachers, musician educators.
0: See, I know a lot of... Great musicians that it's all from Millersville. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So back when I was looking at music schools in 1975, you know, Millersville was just re- really getting getting it together, and and I, I saw wow, this you know this could really go. I chose Westchester because it was already well established, but then to see Millersville grow like that it was just really exciting. And they're like they're they're really neck and
0: neck with Westchester, perhaps, but really? I'm not going to judge that. Fair enough. Well, uh as a throughout your college career, what is one thing that do you have any regrets not doing or do you have any advice to, for for musicians uh who are in college?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, definitely you want to get piano background when you're in
1: in high school if you're thinking about going into music because, you know, there's so many things regarding piano just is it, it, it enters into every area of music, you know, seeing harmony, seeing vertical structures. Mm-hmm. Understanding chord progressions, <clears throat> getting that early on, is great. Understanding scale scale construction, you know, just so, so many aspects. So um, when I was a junior, oh no no, I finished. I had graduated from high school, starting music school, and I and I realized I don't have much piano background, <laughs> so I got to do something. So I I had a friend whose mother gave piano lessons, so I I took some crash course you know i had her teach me like once twice a week basic scales and sight reading so that that would be one big uh, big thing is get that piano background and and of course most importantly is is you need to have a specific instrument you know that that to, to major in in music and uh, of course now i mean well back when i was in, in the mid 70s there was really no guitar major mm. anywhere and uh, you know, bass, and, and the only bass major was classical, and and that's when I knew I, I needed to, to to really get my skills and and get myself to be a double bass player in an orchestra as soon as possible. But now, you know, as a guitar player you, or whatever instrument, you know, you can major in, in music industry, but still the focus is to be a good, a great musician. So any ear training you can do, there are tons of of online resources. Oh, yeah and to develop your ear because, number one, you're a musician, and everything else you do stems from that.
0: And um, just hearing your story, one advice I, I would give is take full advantage of everything your college offers because you met some incredible people because you actually you went to college. Not only did you go to college, but you took advantage of everything that was there. Yeah. And I, uh, from my past experience and knowing other friends, there is a lot that this college offered that I was not aware of or I just like I don't need that and you know you miss out on a lot right and so definitely be sure to take it you know within reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) make sure your studies come first but take advantage of everything that uh your school offers and just be
1: careful that you're not too involved with a job or making money Mm -hmm. if you maybe have a relative who can assist you you know, and of course there's financial needs. My heart goes out to you. I had a financial need somehow. I didn't have to like work full full time. Well, I was playing in the band on weekends my mm-hmm. freshman, sophomore year, but, a, but after that, you know, summer jobs when, when I wasn't in school, I just, you know, busted my tail working, you know, factory, mm-hmm. warehouse work, whatever, you know, so so just as much as you can free yourself up uh, and, and, you know, it, like Corey just said, uh, you know, make available any opportunities and every opportunity that you possibly can get
0: involved with. you only got four or so years to do it. Yeah, and fine. after that, you're an alumni, you know? That's
1: right. <laughs> and, hopefully. And then you got to, you know, you have opportunity now, you have to do a career and work full time. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, you, you fall in love and all kinds
0: of... <laughs> all sorts of stuff happens. Boom. Very life, quickly. Life happens fast. Very quickly. So, uh, what you started music education. Uh, at what point did you decide? Because uh, you have a business called the Musicians Practice Club. Mm-hmm. At what point did you come up with that idea?
1: Sure. So, of course, teaching you know for thirty three years, you know there came a point that I realized, okay, it's 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 time. Number, you know, some fa- a family issue with with taking care of uh, of, of one of our family members assisting them uh, towards on, getting on the path to wellness. And I needed to make myself available for that. That was one of the things that drove it. But also I realized, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to step aside and, ha- and let someone else have a, a career doing w- what I've loved doing. I mean, there were days that I could say, man, I get paid to do this. This mm. is such a thrill. This is great. Then there are the other days. <laughs>
0: you know, this is like, my only source of income. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like an,
1: any job, you know, right. you know ha, has its awesome th- awesome things and then, uh, others. But definitely the awesome things outweigh way. Yeah. for sure, for sure. So yeah, I was happy to step aside and and at, oh, and at that time Harrisburg was in some dire straits with funding. You know, mm. and, and I thought, well, if it, if I retire, that that'll open up more funds. You know, <laughs> for I mean. Yeah, right, I guess that's an idea, yeah, so um so then um at that point uh I, I was teaching private students out of my home you know maybe five or six, but I thought, okay, I, I have this time, uh, and I think I'm gonna just really practice like crazy mm. and and uh, there was an opening in Harrisburg Symphony for assistant uh principal bass bass player in Harrisburg. I, I had been, I, actually, I played Lancaster Symphony early, in the earlier days when Gunstenhauser was just getting started, and then uh, my teaching job just just totally took over, and I wasn't able to continue playing, but then in the last, like since 05, I think, is, 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 as you read in my bio, uh, Allegro Orchestra, Lancaster, fa- fabulous orchestra, Brian Norcross, can't say enough of uh, of positive amazing things about that guy how he relates to an audience and allegro chamber allegro orchestra in lancaster and uh so you know i had a chance to continue you know, playing there but uh, okay there's this audition coming up and you know i have a lot of possible free time that i i could get in, in into it but most importantly i knew i probably wouldn't make the audition because mm. there's you know these young you know, powerful players coming out of Curtis and Eastman and Juilliard and and maybe Westchester, and it's like, okay, that, one of those will probably get it. But I'm going to push myself as now a 56 year old, and I'm I'm just I'm going to you know take the time and 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 work my butt off and and practice four or five hours a day to prepare all all the orchestral literature. Yeah. You know, because any, any musician out there who, you know, who's in the School of Music right now, knows all about there is the standard orchestra audition list for your instrument. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like these are the pieces you need to study and know. And for the Harrisburg Symphony audition, most of them were on there. I mean, some really tough stuff, but it, it was good for me to have a challenge. But the only issue is after two hours, my fingertips started to get pretty raw feeling even though i've had calluses you know years, for, yeah. for 50 years 45 years and uh and so uh, man how am i going to play another two hours and i i heard about a guy in um in the uk scott divine who actually uses a glove and and i i kind of heard about that i i believe my my good friend craig libhart who's a fellow bass player and a and fine pianist, keyboardist, LCBC musician too, mm-hmm. and uh, and he he and I met for for some bass. He was you know, he had questions. I gave him some tips and stuff, and learned from each other. And he told me about this guy Scott Divine, and and I went online, and he was using a glove, and that gave me an idea. I think I'm going to use a glove. So I went out into our garage, and uh, we have the stash of winter you right. know, right. scarves right. Yep. and hats. And usually when you you can buy a scarf hat set and it has this little Mickey Mouse glove <laughs> gloves, a pair of gloves usually with, you know, in it. And it's like about half the size of my hand, you know, right. but it stretches. And I thought, well, this fits good enough. Cause I couldn't use like a typical winter, you know, leather like tar, or yeah. glove or anything like that. So I, uh, I, I grabbed that and and it's made of cotton and I played, and, and it's, I, I can play with a glove on my left, just the left hand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the trouble is, the cotton wore out like in about an hour. Oh, you fray. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, cotton is not meant you know, for Not meant for that. that yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so then I, I thought, there's got to be a material. Let's see. How about nylon? So mm-hmm. nylon, I looked online and navigated to companies, and it ended up being China, was the place where you, you could easily order, order, you know, like 10, uh, tr- you know, trial, uh, or, you know, samples. So those were sent to me and I used two, and it's like nylon. This is awesome. It, it wicks moisture, breathes with you. It's a cooling effect. And it's like, whoa. I can get around my base even faster and easier. And, and then it doesn't wear out and my fingertips, I, I I can play for ten hours. I can play all day, you know, forever. So, um, but at the same time, I knew I wanted to keep my calluses. So I'll I'll play without the glove for a while, and then play with it mm. just for the endurance, you know. And I thought, I wonder if other people are looking for this. So I, I put the other eight on eBay. At the time, I had an eBay account because I've been a vinyl collector for quite a while. So mm. I've I've been selling and buying vinyl. 'Cause I just love the sound of vinyl and and uh and I especially have a lot of uh old uh classical and jazz vinyl. Some some that's quite valuable. So that's that's been sort of a fun thing and being able to listen to all the great stuff, you know. So right. So uh I I, I put these eight gloves on eBay and they sold like within forty eight hours. Yeah, and, wow. and and I thought okay, there's people looking for this okay, I'm just gonna contact this company you know uh, i'll 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 just order like okay five thousand pairs uh, uh, and th- just ordered white <clears throat> and I had them put the logo on and and there's a tag inside of it uh, inside of the wrist cuff uh, you know with our our website and hundred percent cotton made in China
0: you know that's pretty mm-hmm.
1: much the industry standard you have to do <clears throat> excuse me.
0: I mean, 100% nylon. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, it is
1: it is 100%. Excuse me. So so then um, I, uh, I I put those online on eBay and also you could order from the website. So then at that point, people were, were were starting to really buy them up, and it's like this is interesting. But then I had a lot of requests. Can you do colors? Mm. You know, black tan was the obvious choice. You know, because some people may want to use it live and not want to be discovered as, hey, they're using a glove. Whoa, what, yeah, they're cheating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, right. You should play till your fingers bleed. you All know? Right. <clears throat> like yeah. that song, Summer of 69. Mm-hmm. How, how does that go? I got my first real six string. Yeah, play it I, it to I, my I,
0: fingers. Yeah. Yeah, like that. yeah. Or I should lower the key.
1: I got my first real six string. Bought it at the five and yeah. dime. Played it till my fingers bled or something. something like.
0: Like, exactly. That's exactly how But, goes,
1: but yeah. my question for Brian Adams, who did that song, is, okay, so what did you do after, after. your fingers bled? <laughs> did you keep playing? <laughs> right. Did yeah. your fingers hurt?
0: What happened <laughs> to your strings?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, right. Now you got to buy a new set of strings. So now just put, put Band-Aids on or just little something pads on your fingertips that have just bled and then put the glove on and keep playing, you know? <laughs> kind of thing so um you have some of them here I do I, I I do so as it turned out then people started to love the idea of using a black glove whatever your skin tone and uh, and and so Caucasian people started using a black glove and if you want skin tone you can do that and then of course naturally I have white as I still love white so once we started doing colors, and I was thinking, is there a U.S. company that can do this without having to constantly source from China? You know, and
0: wait for however long it takes to get that, here. And uh, yeah. and
1: of course, you know, we want to buy U.S., you know, right. buy, buy American. And I couldn't find a company that would do colors and do the kind of quality. I got samples, but they were just white, and the quality wasn't even close. So at this point, we're you know we're still ordering from China. So then it. Fast forward, then it continues to grow, and then I realized we got to go on Amazon, and and, and I knew we had to go global, and that's when um, uh, multiple countries in Amazon. I, I I learned you know how how to list how how to you know there's so many aspects of the whole Amazon world, so that's when uh, it really started to blow up uh, and and become pretty big. I mean we're not making a lot of money, you know, but it's just the, the best point, the best part is it's meeting a need, you know, people who play under unique circumstances and sit, situations. So, one of them is if you have an outdoor gig in cold weather, for example, mm-hmm. we have some customers who play in Europe in the winter season in the ski resorts in the French Alps. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> like yeah, that kind it's, of place. It's a little cold. Yeah, 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 but I mean, they'll have like these, like of course, heat like the lamps, the down heaters, and and stuff, but there's still going to be some still. cold breezes blowing through. And then still. people have might have arthritis. So, like, if, if you're uh, in uh, air conditioning, playing on stage, and there's cold air piling down on you, and if
0: you have your fingers are going to get, it they they can weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get stiff, you know, stiff, and, and, yeah. and and don't uh, respond as normal, you know. So it, it is a warming effect, you know. So there there's all kinds of reasons, and I don't want like go into an ad. For this is musicians' practice glove, you know, and, and I call it musicians' practice glove because it's a little more of a user-friendly uh, way of, of putting it. Because okay, yeah, I'll just use it for practice, but I'm not going to play with it because I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, be seen playing with a glove, and you know, it's, it could be controversial, you know, that kind of. What are you playing with a glove for? You know, right. but it, it's it's more now now becoming an understanding. That it's possible if you see someone playing with a glove, they've got a medical condition. Right. We're not going to make fun of them. No. So, uh, and one of the typical medical medical conditions is hyperhidrosis. What? Super sweaty
0: hands. So, oh, that's what I have. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I um I struggle with that a lot. Actually, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Um. Oh, my hands are always sweaty. I, I hate it. Oh. Uh, no. But. Uh, and why is that a problem for for people who play guitar or bass?
1: Sure. Um, so it, when you play after a while, and the sweat gathers on the string, of course, there's the rust. Mm. It, it rusts strings because of the salt content and in, in, in you know, in your sweat, and, and also you know then there's a, there's skin flakes off, dust gets on your strings and sticks to it if if you didn't wipe them down properly, and then there's underneath the string, and you know, so it can get kind of Icky. Kind of messy, yeah, and you don't have to change guitar strings as often, so guitar string companies aren't real happy about this. Wow. <laughs> Maybe, but, well, yeah, and and then um, the uh, the idea of of just having moisture on your hands and then moisture in the back of the neck, and you're trying to shift, and,
2: and yeah, you know, so
1: and like when you play outdoor gigs in the summer, yeah, the, these actually have a cooling cooling effect for for that reason. So it wicks moisture. As well as it um you know it absorbs the moisture and and then of course it has that that cooling effect that you know it's, it's just it's real comfortable and after a while i've I've just started just playing with it like all the t- almost all the time I'll maybe play like a, at a rehearsal for a while without it, and then i then i'll I'll put it on it just it just it's so comfortable it's just r- re- really natural feeling you know.
0: That's awesome. You mind if I uh, try one?
1: Please, please, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get you to open one. Let's see. Here, I'll put put your left hand up, and you would be a large. Large, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, you know what? This this one might work for you. It is extra large, but we'll go ahead and and uh, let you give it a shot. here. Is it
0: only uh, left hand. Do You guys make right hand. Well, for see or? that
1: that's the interesting thing is early on I thought well it's going to cut down costs and kind of be a little easier. Now, are you a left-handed guitar
0: player? I uh, I am barely a guitar player. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. But I I the reason why I didn't ever play this, you know, this feels exactly like the the percussion glove that uh, that we would use for band. Oh, back yeah. Back in the back in the day, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it, these are really nice. I, I usually hate things on my hands. That's why I I okay. don't wear rings. I don't wear watches. Yeah. I hardly wear gloves except for uh the the marching stuff because you kind of had to. All right. And this feels really nice actually. Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, but uh the reason why i didn 't play guitar was because of the callous building, and because my fingers just got raw immediately and i 'm like i can't be bothered to go through this every hour and then i can't use my hands for anything else, wow. Uh, wow. oh, because well, my it would be indented and whenever I like touch the keyboard uh okay. whether it be my piano or the computer, it would just oh wow, yeah, these are cooling. I can feel it. Now. See that? Yeah. And breathe. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, moisture wicking and cooling, cooling effect. Yeah, and and you just hit another one of like the twenty reasons why the glove exists is for beginner guitar players. Yeah. And you know you you have uh, certain material you want to go through for preparation for your guitar teacher and mm-hmm. after 20 minutes of your first week or two of playing it's like oh. and and a lot of you know the beginner guitars aren't set up that the action is is like the playability is not mm-hmm. great the frets may not be honed you know right, things yeah. like that you know so it's and and it's easily overlooked so grab a glove play a little while start to build your calluses and then fin- finish your material with the glove on Next day, no glove. Build your calluses. Finish the material with your glove on.
0: I just realized why you said it. If I was a right-handed guitar player, because I put it on the wrong hand. Yeah,
1: you, yeah. you had one on your left. Yeah, and that's where we put the logo is on the on the top of the left hand. So yeah, that, that's
0: I was like, oh, that's weird. It's in the it's in the. Yeah,
1: but it does. If if you do, then you know have a pair because there I do. have bass bass players tell me you know hey they use it for both hands and it is kind of funky with the, the logo in the palm of your hand right. But but when they're playing still fit outdoors, fine. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah. on the wrong hands. So. Yeah yeah yeah. That's
0: that's, that's and fine. And you can
1: keep it by all oh, really? means. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. Really, of course. That's yeah yes,
1: yeah. so, you know, so you can do it on either hand. And like when I played last night for the, for this Criterion's reunion, by the end of the night, I mean we rehearsed all day, and I was really digging in a lot, and these fingers were getting pretty. Pretty sensitive. If we, I would have had to play another hour. I probably would have put a glove on my right hand. Oh my! But some bass players like the sound of the glove on on their right hand.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it changes the tone at all. Does it? Would does. it make it warmer, or does it make it?
1: like a rounder kind of maybe warmer. I'm I'm not sure exactly, but okay. For example, Grand Ole Opry in Grand Nashville. O- yeah, yeah mitchell brown is is one of our customers and and he's uh he's an upright player yeah and in fact, on our website you you can see a, a picture of him uh playing the bass you know each hand and he uses a black glove and 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 that's that's the part of his signature sound and
0: and he's, he, he loves it that's incredible it, um i wonder I've always wondered this because I haven't played guitar long. But do you ever get, ke- like, if for, for finger picking, do you ever get calluses on your other hand at all? Is Probably.
1: Not- There's a little nail action involved in that, too. Is there? With, with picking. And if you, if you see somebody who has longer fingernails on his or her right hand or, or the, the, picking, what, what, the hand, picking hand, whatever the picking hand is, yeah, depending whichever. on which, uh, they might be a classical guitarist.
0: It's, really Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, That's it's it's not uncommon at all.
0: cuz I I my my immediate thought when with, with hands and guitar fingernails need to be cut.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> need to be. <laughs> yeah, just like on piano keys. Oh, piano, absolutely. I, string I, instrument.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm really bad at uh keeping my nails under control, but I, I whenever I, whenever I start playing piano and my it is the and since I have gigantic hands. They have to be really trimmed, or else the slightest bit. I'm like, oh well, now I'm playing two keys that I shouldn't be playing. Yeah, now you. What was that you said about cans? I misunderstood. Um, sorry. I, uh, what what was I saying? Well, I I was saying uh, like if I if my fingernails are too long, I will accidentally hit another key.
1: Okay, as a keyboard
0: player. As a keyboard player. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that your main instrument? Uh, that's my main instrument. Yes. I didn't know that. But uh yeah, I I play I play keys. I play I want to play guitar. Mm-hmm. I play bass a little bit. Okay. Uh not anywhere near proficiency. If you give me a chord chart, I'll figure it out. But okay, besides good. that, yeah. Uh good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but um wow. but yeah, and I I've like I said I really have wanted to learn guitar, but the the inhibiting factor was the calluses, but a lot of people would say, "Well, that calluses are the point." What, what would be your argument against that?
1: Calluses,
0: calluses are, are like the point of oh, oh, oh. of. Uh, of practice. Well, what's
1: interesting is the gloves thin enough; you can still keep your calluses. Mm. You got, I mean, I've I've not lost them, and um but some people like the skinned to string feel, right? You know, so hey. Go for it, you know, and there are times that I, I, I enjoy that that too. Um but but yeah, but the calluses of course, you know, give you the endurance and you want to build them too. And so, you know, there's different different schools of thought. But if you get a cut on your finger, Good and uh yeah. yeah, and you try to play and then you sweat and salt gets in it and it stings and all so this um, th- this um, is um, a relief factor <laughs> for for that situation, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, calluses are great. And I mean, I have calluses on, on these fingers for, you know, up, upright digging in and playing bass guitar, two, three fingers. And, you know, I, I enjoy the bare skin feel and the sound, you know? Mm -hmm. So in that case, calluses on my right hand, I desire, but on on my left, I I keep the calluses, but the glove for me, I, I, I'm able to get around as I, as I say, it's a lot of real estate to cover, on, on the upright bass, because it's a 42-inch right. string, whereas bass guitar is 34 inches, you know, 8-inch eight, eight difference, quite you know, quite a lot. And, and guitar is, you know, maybe 30 inches. I, I really don't know. Right you know but just getting around the instrument is 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 the real joy that i feel when i use a glove it's this freedom that i, I didn't and it's have
0: before probably a lot uh, smoother uh, going up and down the neck too That's because it. because it is nylon and it's not skin that could be really wet or really dry yeah. so it's probably a lot, a lot of a, a lot smoother of a it transition between chords Takes a little that getting jazz. used to yeah oh, i'm yeah, sure yeah. Just like
1: anything yeah and, and there is a guy called guitar geek who uh any guitarists out there may know of that name where he tries products new out new oh, yeah, on the market I was, you yeah, have I, i've seen him yeah you kidding yeah and, and andy his name is and and he took our product and was oh, what's this guitar glove and yeah right, know, yeah what this is you know it it is hilarious but as as his review goes on his video on it and he starts hey this really this really works i, I i'm impressed and you know, and it doesn't mute strings like you know when you do specific right, chords. Yeah, like certain chord shapes, you need to have open strings ringing, and and it it doesn't mute them. And he's like, this really works, and it it really provides protection. And I can see if you have medical things or sp- certain circumstances, including outdoor gigs. You know that could, that can could be anybody, medical issues or not. And, and 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 Andy Ferris, and in fact, he's he's now producing a, a little blurb you know endorsing the glove That's when awesome. he was when he was a skeptic at, at first and, right you know, so we've been in touch a lot i have a shirt that says guitar geek on it and awesome. uh, i bought his shirt you know and to support his stuff and and it is really good and another uh big big name scott divine the one i mentioned i heard back in the beginning mm-hmm. that uh, he uses a glove my, my friend craig who told me about him and and uh, and I went to him, maybe four years ago. Sent him a bunch of gloves, and he said, "This is the best thing I've ever experienced." I have used all kinds of gloves: merlina wool, merlina, however you say that. All right. different kinds of gloves and silk, and so on. and And he is a customer. He he buys them in large amounts, and and he has a following of I don't know thirty thousand people. In his uh, bass school, it, if, wow. if you want to learn bass guitar, Scott's bass lessons is by far. They take they can take you from the very beginning to the most highest end advanced playing you could ever want, and and they have a, a school a school of bass all online, lessons tracking they and they they can analyze your playing, do uh, you know a, a, a live video instruction and, and you know the membership is really reasonable. There's a lot of free. Lessons you can, you can, uh, uh, you can get. And, and he gets asked that question all the time. Why does he wear a glove? So he has something called focal dystonia. It's where yeah. there's a scrambled mesh- message between your brain and your fingers. Mm. This is like the easy, you know. Layman's terms. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and the fingers twitch like that. And then he puts the glove on. There's a slight amount of compression. There is, yes, it fits. You feel that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it should be like a second skin. And then it it totally calms his hand, and he can just—he's an awesome monster, world-class bass player, and he—he can play again. You know, so so having him endorse it, and he—he, you know, there's a written endorsement on our website naturally. But but just what a great guy. He's so fun, so humorous. A little off color on occasion, but what? but it's just hilarious and so fun, you know. And the guests he has on, and you know, and it just continues to grow. It, it is a monstrous bass resource that every bass guitar player, and it's just bass guitar. Well, okay, mostly. There occasionally like John Patitucci will come on and do some upright. John Patitucci, yeah, you know that name, yeah, really. Well,
0: he's a isn't he? He's a big name and oh, huge, yeah, a huge name,
1: right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're talking world class, stuff. right? Yeah, world class stuff. Yeah, I, stuff. yeah I, right. I, I mean, you know, the bass player for any, whether it's metal, whether it's jazz, whether it's pop culture, Stevie Wonder, soul, right? It's him. He anybody's still living, he he has on his 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 show, and they give lessons, and you know, they they give all kinds of tips on. Every topic you can imagine. Should it be a Fender Jazz Bass or a Precision Bass? Comparing the two, you know, just tons of it. Yeah, scottsbasslessons.com. It's that easy.
0: That's incredible. And you also said that this helps uh, with arthritis.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, for example, I I, I have a a friend at a church that's, well, maybe 70, 75, uh, another church, and and he has been buying them because they— they totally, you know, uh, warm his hands, and he is much more fluid in his fingering, and, and especially like on an early Sunday morning, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, especially on a winter day when
0: everything is cold, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine what it's like to because being in a marching band, uh, <laughs> we were out in the fall and in, in the winter, mm-hmm. and your instruments are cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's so cold, in fact, that we we spend the good thirty minutes before the our football show or the field show just to warm them up. Yes. Uh, and that's pr- and if I, if I'd I'd argue <laughs> that's probably why you perform during during the actual football game is uh, it stays warm. Yeah. Uh, because it is especially on your fingers, it is a pain yeah. to touch. Imagine touching cold metal
2: mm-hmm.
0: with your fingers and your lips. Uh, in freezing weather, in this and you know oversized band uniform uh, stuff yeah. that stuff that it's not fun at all. Uh, but um, so it it is crazy, especially with uh people like growing old and arthritis becomes a real problem right. for for yep. musicians. My dad he was a a really awesome local drummer uh really? in Salisbury, Maryland. Okay, so it's yeah. a far away, sure, but uh. But he can barely play drums. He, he well, for he also has cerebral palsy. Just said I'm sure Aww. that impacts him somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was a really great drummer. Uh, now he struggles with his wrists because he's you know, use them so much outside in the cold and mm. and everywhere else. It, it's it's gone to the point where it's uh, harder to play drums than you know. He might as well just practice and not play. I wonder if right. com-
1: compression,
0: th- if there's
1: actual compression gloves that, that I think go the whole way down the, the wrist, that could be of assistance. And I wonder. You
0: know, that would be a thought. That would be, be a thought for sure. Yeah. I would suggest that so. Well,
1: you mentioned marching bands. So yeah. that's that's an area that we have not really at, at all entered into. Um, now, the usual marching band gloves are cotton.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah. And they wear off
1: quickly. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and they, they can of course, if, if it's hot, if you're playing in the heat, which Not of fun. course football season, the beginning of football season at least can yeah, be for stifling sure. hot, like the weather we had yesterday, for example, and yes. today's pretty hot too. And but but using these, I, I I really wonder how marching bands might be able to uh to, to benefit. And it just so happens I was at Westchester yesterday and Westchester Golden Rams marching band. Yeah. Have you heard of them?
0: Uh, I was actually uh, I wanted to go to Westchester for oh. their marching because I was a drum major in band as well. You and, were? Oh, cool! Yeah, and cool. Uh, oh, you got a lot of great musical background. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I was either Westchester and um, but then I was like that seems too unattainable for me. Oh. But then, um, f- and for whatever reason, I just didn't follow up with it. And somehow, I you know somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. I came here. <laughs> got it. I got this opportunity. I know what uh, you're saying, right? Of course. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, marching. So you were at the marching band. So, um, what? Well, what it is is it's when I was I was there, and uh, and the
1: marching band camp is is the following week. And it, actually, the week I was there, it was jazz band camp mm. for high high school kids. So, uh, as I told you, I was at Hempfield High School for uh, a good eighteen years and my last 5 years uh i was uh, uh on the on staff with uh, adam gumble who uh mr gumble now dr gumble uh he was able to eventually uh become the marching band director at westchester mm, and that's a, awesome. a, a, a good friend and uh, and i i gave him a whole bunch of gloves and, in fact uh, our our company from China has been making some mistakes, and they undersized thousands oh, no. of, of them. I mean, we're ordering, you know, like A giant bulk, right? Yeah, like twelve thousand pairs, uh, twenty thousand pairs. It, it depends. Um, so, uh, so I had like fifteen hundred gloves that were undersized, and I said, "Hey, just take them if if you can use them somehow." give them out to other marching bands and i'd be curious to see what they think you know free mm-hmm. free gloves you know because otherwise i and i shudder to think of i have to throw them throw them out because it's just a, a lot of work to try to repackage them saying these are undersized one size right and
0: whatever you know it's like i'd rather
1: you know so give, give give them, them away
0: and, and we'll maybe gain with. some exposure through that
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, right. I, I don't want to be ambitious and assuming or
0: anything, but
1: you know, w- once again, this whole thing started based on a need, you know, and uh, and just if we can recover our expenses, which we are, and you know, making some profit, and but wh- wh- wherever it goes, hey, you know, whatever it, th- wherever it goes.
0: So uh, people can find us on Amazon. They can, yes, sir. They yeah. can find this at. Uh, and they're they're relatively cheap too, aren't they?
1: Yeah, no, uh, ten dollars nine ninety nine for um, for black and tan, and eight ninety nine for white. Man, this sounds like a commercial. I'm sorry. No, no,
0: no. It's I mean, this is. I, well, you asked. All right, I did ask. I, I did yeah. ask. And then and, then yeah. a, a pair, you save a little. A pair, is right. like Eighteen dollars. Yeah. That, and it's, so, please do check out his website. Is it? Uh, is it? The Musicians Practice Club on Linktree? Or is that where they come by them, or is it musicianslive.org?
1: Right. If you go to musicianslive.org, then you can get to the Linktree right right there. Okay. Yeah. So, and there's a whole list of all of, of the links, including Sweetwater, which we're very excited yeah, about. Yeah. them taking that is on.
0: is the music spot <laughs> yeah. for anything. And, and
1: it's all online. So, yeah. You have Sweetwater, and, and they have just great customer service. And then, yep. And then, um, of course, you, uh, well, eBay we're phasing that out, but yeah, yeah and, but we're on all the Amazons worldwide. So, uh, so the way that we do that, uh, anybody who's maybe somebody listening is selling on Amazon now, or you're you have a product that you think could really go, and and the, the best way to do it, it's not easy to get into Amazon sure. to be, become a seller. But we 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 got on board five years ago, and and I, maybe it's harder now. I really don't know. Of course, they're happy to take your money because because they get like you know fifty <laughs> really? percent, basically maybe forty percent, depending on if you do you know, the ad, use the advertising program that they right, have yeah. called pay per click. But um, the 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 big thing is you can send your units of your product to the Amazon warehouses and th- have them do the fulfillment shipping and all that. Jazz. You yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. So you prepare That's the the way. units, box them. And there's software that takes you through all that and put the labels on and so on, and then um, and that's a big part of the work that that we we do our our small crew, that uh, that is, so you're able to have a small crew doing this, and so then like Japan we just send a shipment there, and and then of course they're doing all the fulfillment. A person in Japan that has Prime Amazon Prime can can get get their product get their glove within a day or two, you know depending and then we're in the UK we're in all through the EU from Poland to Germany and and then of course uh, the,
0: uh, Canada
1: and uh, UK I said yeah uh, Singapore
2: right? so yeah. that's
0: awesome well if you want to check out uh we're running out our, our radio time on the radio but we're going to con- continue this conversation on Facebook live for slash the story Corey Rosen. and please be sure to check out Don Grabowski and all of his gloves and and uh, especially if you are dealing with some, uh, like me, really sweaty hands or really cold <laughs> hands, because I I know people who it's either it's either or they have the in- most insanely hot sweaty hands of all time, or they have the insanely cold hands of death, right? Of <laughs> death. <laughs> uh, I mean, because that's what it feels like when it touch yeah. Like, oh my gosh,
2: it's cold.
0: Yeah. Uh, and if you ha- even if you have medical problems, please be sure. That this I'm sure. Uh, the. Comp- you're right. The compression it does feel like a second skin. Yeah, and and, and I, I'm I'm really ex- uh, excited for this product to be available to those people because I know some people who would love to play music but their fingers won't work. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so please check out check out his stuff all, all in the description on Amazon. It's the musicians practice glove. Be sure if you want to follow us, be uh check out. Fo- uh, hold on, let me get my thoughts straight. <laughs> If you want to follow us, please you can search up the story Coy Rosen. That's C-O-R-Y, no E R-O-S-E-N on all streaming platforms. You'll find us there on Spotify, Apple, wherever you wherever you do your podcast, you can find us there. Or and if you want to check out our uh, upcoming guests and events, please do check out our Instagram at the underscore story underscore podcast or facebook.com forward slash the story rosen. Right now, I'm going to play one of my original songs to transition Ooh. back to the radio. This is called You Remain. I wrote this two years ago when everything started shutting down, and I, I realized that uh, everything on earth is temporary, and there's only one thing that really remains, and that is God.
2: Oh, right. Awesome.
0: With all, yeah, with all that said, you can. Uh, this is You Remain by me.
2: When I am weak Can no longer speak You are there Right beside me When all hope is lost And I can't bear the cost You are there Paying it for me And when things turn to dust And there's nothing to trust You are there to me, oh, it's clear who you're meant to be. Kingdom falls, yeah, you, you.
0: That song was You Remain by Me. If you want to check that out, please be sure to, I'm on Spotify, I'm on there, you can have that song there. With all that said, we're going to keep going on Facebook Live live at Facebook Live, no, at Facebook.com. Forward slash the story, Chloe Rosen. Uh, With all that said, for the radio, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I'm going to get you guys back to the music.